It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's June 26th. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G, and we are just five days away now from Paul George's free agency. want to thank you so much for making us a part of your day, and thank you very much if you listened to yesterday's podcast. I think we went a little too long, and I try and remember that you're in your car, you're at home. I also know you can pause and rewind, but I want you to be able to get all the podcast in from your drive from work to lunch or home to work or whenever you're able to listen. And hopefully yesterday you were able to stay with us through the entire podcast. And speaking of yesterday's podcast, at the end of the day, I'm going to go back and touch on the whole play-by-play guy and why I think that still is the most important move that the Oklahoma City Thunder will make this offseason. But before we get to that, before we even get to the play-by-play guy, we got to talk about why the Lakers are actually hurting their chances with Paul George why they are ultimately not going to be able to deliver the goods to him and why this is all starting to play out in Sam Presti's favor. And of course, with that opinion, I reserve the right to be wrong. In segment number two, we'll talk about why awards are ultimately useless. We, We really will. Congratulations to Dwayne Casey and last year, congratulations to Russell Westbrook. But ultimately, what does it mean in the end when you get a piece of hardware that just says you're the best at your job. Is it really worth it? Is that something you honestly need, want, or crave on your resume? And then we will wrap things up by talking about how intertwined, as always, Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Russell Westbrook are and why there really isn't anyone to blame when it comes to the reason that trio isn't together anymore. And... Why on any particular day you can point the finger at one of four guys and then we get into the whole play-by-play situation because there's something I thought about yesterday that I want to touch on again today. My name's Eric G. I may need about four or five cups of coffee to get through this. My um, nine-year-old was actually up all night last night and at four o'clock in the morning, God bless him. God bless the kid. He was banging around on cabinets and drawers but it was making my wife a fruit salad so she could eat at lunch. And that's really cool. I mean, I can't blame him for that. Although I know he's going to sleep all day. But he's also the same kid that... Uh, <laughs> he's also the same kid that, that tries to go out and play basketball at midnight as well. So, look, I, I love him to death. But I need to get him on a much regular ski- sleep schedule. Um, I did radio in Oklahoma City here for a while. I, I think I, I know I say that every podcast. I'm also a credential member of the media and I work for Thunder Digest. If you like what you hear, please go check out all the archive podcasts at lockedonthunder.com. Paul George is not going to go to the Los Angeles Lakers. Okay, insert disclaimer here, reserving the right to be wrong. And the Lakers, on a day by day basis, the Lakers and their fans keep screwing their chances with this guys. 
And, and here's why they keep hurting themselves with Paul George. In the year that I've been around Paul George, he's a no BS cat. And I think about this Jones Assembly thing that Sam Presti did to welcome Paul George. And I've also told you that Sam Presti learned from his mistakes with Kevin Durant and has had a year to recruit Paul George and lay out his plan for the Oklahoma City Thunder future, which is all well and good. The Jones Assembly thing, I think, was great for Paul George. It showed him appreciation. I also agree that all NBA players, all athletes want that at least once in their life. But once is enough. When you're Paul George and you've been in the league as long as he is, and you're 28 years old, and you have yet to have that opportunity to win a championship, that's all you really want to know right now. Paul George is where LaMarcus Aldridge was during his free agency. And remember, LaMarcus went out to Los Angeles. And the Lakers gave him a pitch on nightlife and why L.A. was better than Portland and why L.A. was going to be more exciting than San Antonio. And ultimately, he went to the Spurs because he thought the Spurs gave him a better opportunity at a ring. The Lakers have an attorney who is buying billboards all over town to recruit Paul George, which, I look, it's great. I am all for fans being fans. But spending your own money on trying to recruit a millionaire to come to your place seems frivolous. It seems, it, you know what, it seems stupid. You're an attorney. You've been to law school. You've got... You've got a Juris Doctorate, man. You are not an idiot. Why would you do this unless you just had cash to burn? And even if I got cash to burn, I'm spending it on myself, not Paul George. No matter how much joy he gives me, Paul George has enough money. He can go out and buy his own damn billboard. I I, I digress. Coming back to to this Lakers pitch. The Lakers pitch is also leaked to Sports Illustrated. And they're going to have a voice guy that sounds close to Jamie Foxx because they don't want a, a Denzel or a Morgan Freeman kind of guy. They want a guy with some edge. And they're going to play on Paul George's emotions about growing up in Los Angeles and dreaming about playing for the Lakers. And they were always dreaming of him playing for them and how they are going to build this team around it. And what it ultimately comes down to, though, is the Lakers have to show Paul George that he is not the only free agent they're going to be able to acquire, that they're going to be able to get LeBron James, that if they can't get Kawhi Leonard, there's another guy out there that will sooner rather than later help them not only compete, but take down the Golden State Warriors. And the Lakers aren't going to be able to give them that. Because I will tell you right now, and again, I reserve the right to be wrong, that LeBron James isn't going to Los Angeles. I think LeBron James is staying in Cleveland. Just because... I've said this before. Just because there's nothing more LeBron James can do to further cement his legacy than what it is now. And winning a championship in Cleveland would still be more impressive than going to Houston and doing it, or doing it in Los Angeles, or certainly more than becoming a member of the Golden State Warriors. One more ring, two more rings, three. It doesn't matter. If you don't think LeBron James isn't better than Michael Jordan, you're never going to think that. And and I think LeBron knows that, and that's what he's taking into account. LeBron is even saying he doesn't want the recruiting pitch this time. Sam Presti is in such a good situation because all year long, not only has he laid out what the Thunder can give Paul George, but he's shown what the Thunder can give Paul George. They can give you Russell Westbrook. 
they can give you Carmelo Anthony. <laughs> they can give you uh, an, an opportunity to win. And as Paul George has often said, hey, this was just the first year together. This is why it didn't click. This is just the first year together. In his mind, and maybe I'm being fooled to think this, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and play the fool now. I think Paul George in his mind was was also laying out the future in Oklahoma City once he got here. Once he got here and saw that immediately he was appreciated, and it certainly seems, and of course we could always hear the opposite when Paul George leaves, that he and Russ clicked. And we know Paul George and Mello and Russ, they've all known each other for a while, but it seems like Paul George and just everything he said was sort of setting himself up to be here at least one more year to give it another go because honestly, if you're him, this is too good of an opportunity to pass up. And one more year together is going to prove whether or not you guys can actually do it or whether or not it's just a nice idea that is ultimately not going to yield any results. That's where Sam Presti has the Los Angeles Lakers. And because Sam has tangible evidence of what the Thunder can be, and the Lakers just have an idea, any sane person normally takes the tangible evidence over the idea unless you know that that tangible evidence is rotten on the inside. And and I don't see that being an issue for the Oklahoma City Thunder, and I don't see it being an issue for Sam Presti, who continues to talk to Paul George's reps. Paul, in his representation, we've built a, a relationship built on transparency, trust, and collaboration. Um, I'm happy to say that that's continued, you know, during uh, the period of time from the season ended to now, um, which I think speaks a great deal about Paul George and just who he is as a guy that, like, it's just how he operates. You know, things don't change. Um, And, you know, we're looking forward to the opportunity to sit down and, and have a more specific conversation with him, um, you know, as we as we get to July. Um, but, um, you know, we're basically the same, the same message and we're excited about, you know, where that potentially could go, but we have to wait until July. What's that? You want to <laughs> I guess. No, I don't even, I'm not even trying to be funny. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a but game, right? But he's your guy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. And we, and we, and, and like I said earlier, like we're, we, we, we've been in touch with him. Like he's been consistent you know like he is um you know uh had a surprise birthday party tonight and uh, that's where tumbleson is actually uh and a few of our other staff members are out there um so um, yeah so um yeah he's been he's been great i mean we have no complaints in, in that respect but we can't make any he can't make any decisions until our decision is easy yeah, he can't make any decisions until July. Who parties in California? Who organized that party? Um, I believe his sister. Yeah, it's definitely his family. Yeah, I do. I believe his sister did. So, uh, yeah. And if you really want to know, like how Paul George is going to approach this, there is a great episode of Entourage. Like, if you've got HBO on demand, I think this is the only way you can see it, or maybe you've got to go out and get the the Blu-ray or the DVD. Vincent Chase, this is a great episode of Entourage where Vincent Chase decided to part ways with Ari Gold, his longtime agent, who's played by Jeremy Piven. Jeremy Piven's greatest role of his career, by the way. And unfortunately, we may never see Jeremy Piven ever again in another movie. But, he, uh, I, again, I digress. 
Vincent decides to leave. And he ultimately ends up going with the Carla uh, Gugino character. Which, look, I don't blame him. I mean, look at Carla Gugino. I mean, you gotta go with her, right? Anyway, he leaves Ari because every agency he visited showed him a video. And the video said, McDonald's, Crest, Ford, whatever. You know, they're all brands. We see Vincent Chase as a brand. What he craved was that one-on-one relationship, that friend relationship that he and Ari had had all along from the time that he moved out to L.A. and was a struggling actor to when he actually made the big time. He wanted to know that somebody was going to be his friend, was going to have his back, and was ultimately going to work for him. Ari had all that. But then Ari went recruiting pitch and lost him. And that would be the worst thing that Sam Presti could do. And ultimately, Paul George is going to walk into the Lakers. He's going to see all the lights. He's going to see all the glamour. And I don't think it's going to impress him. I could be 100% wrong, but I don't see Paul George being knocked out by any of this. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. Coming up next, why awards don't mean a damn thing. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. A quick preview of tomorrow's podcast. We'll talk a little bit more about what the Thunder can do on a budget because that's sort of where they are and what free agents are out there and available. And if you want a sneak preview of that, um, Eric Horn's already written about that in News OK, but um, I will I will go through today and look at some of the other free agents and, and get an idea of guys that, that maybe would be a really good fit for the Oklahoma City Thunder and their system that, that you could get a little bit cheaper. So that's coming up tomorrow. Um, awards don't mean a thing. Case in point yesterday, <clears throat> Dwayne Casey. Coach of the year. Got the Toronto Raptors to the playoffs and got bounced in four straight games by LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers. So your coach of the year. Ultimately, it's still that performance, that regular season performance, got you fired. And yes, he has another job with Detroit, but it's it's worthy to remember that he was never guaranteed that job by the Pistons. And... Very easily, Dwayne Casey could have been on ESPN or NBA TV this year. And man, I wish I I wish I had that problem. I wish I had that problem where I got fired from a job. I could just go land at another six-figure job anywhere and, and just wait until somebody else wants to hire me at my at my regular gig. Yeah. I, so I chose the wrong profession. Actually, I have no regrets about what I've done. But Dwayne Casey would much rather be the coach of the Toronto Raptors now and have an opportunity to take that team and win a championship than he would be holding a piece of hardware like he did last night and being able to tell his old bosses to kiss his butt, which is a great feeling. But ultimately, Dwayne Casey's not going to have the same kind of success in Detroit that he did in Toronto because he just doesn't have the roster in Detroit that he did in Toronto. And that's not to say that that Pistons roster isn't bad and that the Pistons couldn't be good. 
I just don't see them being as good as the Raptors are in this particular moment. Russell Westbrook, MVP last year. And if Paul George leaves, what is Colin Cowherd and every Russell Westbrook critic going to say? Well, it's great he won the MVP award, but where are his rings? Why isn't he doing a better job of selling guys? Oklahoma City, why isn't he keeping people around him? So the awards are great. And they're awesome for your legacy. And I, look, I, I say this as one, like, I've never been, like, I've never cared if I've ever won an award at any point in my career. I've gone for them. Um, I say that. I have actually been upset a couple of times when I didn't get them o- over certain people. But in the end, what I realized what truly matters was, am I connecting with the audience one-on-one? Am I doing a good job? And am I getting the opportunities that I want? That's really what it was all what it's all about. And think about your job. So you're named employee of the month or employee of the year. What do you want? You want bonuses. You want to know that you're working hard for your family and you're able to put food on the table and that your employer values you. And just because you have a title by your name that says something like that doesn't necessarily mean that your employer values you. What what your employer valuing you, that's always about how much cash they're paying you and whether or not they keep you coming back year after year after year. And unfortunately for every single player, and Paul George, when he ripped Indiana for cutting Lance Stevenson, said everything every player ever thinks. This is a business. (laughs) And what did Paul George say? So I was the bad guy, huh? Okay, and Lance Stevenson isn't going to make $4 million. They've opted out. They hurt him. The Pacers hurt him financially. Lance Stevenson today probably wants to be an Indiana Pacer. Now, granted, he's going to have a chance to play somewhere, and who knows, he might end up here in Oklahoma City. Man, I hope not. But he might. Actually, it'd be kind of fun if he ended up here in Oklahoma City. He'd be a fun guy to cover. Um, But ultimately, what we want is to just know that our our boss wants us back year after year after year and that they value the job that they're doing. And the only way they can truly show us back is just to keep us employed. That's what Dwayne Casey wants. What Russell Westbrook wants, yeah, sure, he may want all the individual awards in the world. But ultimately, Russell wants a legacy where he is respected not only by his peers, but by those outside. Okay, forget Russell. Russell, okay, yeah, no. As I say that, it's coming out of my mouth. That's not Russell. Every other NBA player wants to be respected by their peers and ultimately wants to know that what they've done matters. And from an art, like say an artist standpoint, so what, you win Grammys? Hey, keep all the Grammys you want. Give me the sold out crowds. Give me the record sales. Give me the, give me the big house. Let me know that somebody likes what I'm doing because that's ultimately why you get into that business. That make any sense? This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. Coming up, we will close things out. And I will go back and revisit yesterday's topic about the play-by-play guy and tell you why you can't blame anyone for the big three in Oklahoma City really falling apart. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up-to-date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
the theme of today's podcast is that sports are a business. In a sense, life is a business. Everything is a business in life. And when it comes to the big three, with James Harden winning the MVP last night, we look at Sam Presti's track record of drafting three MVPs now. And ESPN put out an article, which I've tweeted, and they did the video, oh, what if? What if these guys had all stayed together? Okay, we can play that. I even had that discussion yesterday with Randy Renner about what... We got into the the whole what if thing. Ultimately, you can't blame anyone for why, why these three didn't stay together in Oklahoma because it was within the Thunder's right to offer James Harden what they offered him. It was within Harden's right to reject that and say that he wants more money. It was within the Thunder's right to look and say, we can't let this guy become a free agent and get away with nothing. We got to have something to show for it. It was within Kevin Durant's right to say, I don't like what you did to James Harden. I wish you'd have kept him around. And because you didn't, and not necessarily saying this is the reason that Kevin Durant left, but hey, he's the type of guy I click with and because you're not keeping him around, I'm going to eventually have to move on. It was within Russell Westbrook's right to say, I'm better than both of these guys. I should be the face of the organization. I'm going to sign here for a Supermax and put Oklahoma City on my shoulders. Essentially, what happens in professional sports, whether you're an owner or you're an intern in, say, PR, everybody's just looking to build a career for themselves. Everybody's looking to have a legacy that they can look back on and be proud of. That's what it's all about. We sort of touched on that in segment number two. But you have to look out for number one in professional sports because it doesn't matter who you are in this game or what job you do in professional sports. Eventually, you get to a point where an organization has no more use for you. And players understand that so well that it's that that it's scary. And especially today's players. They, they totally get that that an organization only has use for them as long as they are producing for an organization. And that not only goes for players, but it goes for everybody. So you have to do what you can to preserve yourself. Kevin Durant hit it on the head. Play for yourself. I think we all have to do that in business. And I know that is the ultimate, most selfish thing to think. And I know we love to put up the idea that this is a team game. And I know businesses like to throw it out there. Hey, we're a family here. Well, no business is a family. Your family's not going to fire you. They could disown you. And I know at times mine has wanted to disown me. But for the most part, you can always go back to your family. There's always going to be somebody that accepts you. You can't always go back to your business. And that's why when, when we look and we see that the Thunder haven't won a championship. And first of all, as fans, as horrible as this sounds... We're not owed a championship. We're not entitled to it. As much as we want it, the only thing that I think we are really entitled to when we spend our money is to know that there's a competitive, fun product that's going to be out on the floor. I certainly don't think we're entitled to watch a team that's only going to win 10 games a year. And no, I would never tell you to spend your money on that. As a matter of fact, I would never tell you to go spend your money on a winning team if you didn't want to. But... I don't see us as being entitled to a championship. What I see us being entitled to, sort of our contract with the team, if you will, is once we lay our hard-earned money down, then you have to do everything in your power to make that team competitive. And the Thunder certainly have lived up to their end of the bargain, and I think the fans have certainly lived up to their end of the bargain, even if both are not necessarily happy. Which isn't that what we're taught about good negotiations, is that when you leave the table, 
everybody's got to be a little... Everybody needs to walk away a little bit miffed that it didn't go necessarily their way. And that's why I think on any given day, and myself included on this, we can blame James Harden, we can blame Russell, we can blame Sam Presti, and we can blame Kevin Durant. But ultimately, things have just worked out the way they are, and at least the Thunder are competitive. And I can I can live with that. I can live with the Thunder being competitive year in, year out, even if there's not a championship in the near future. That being said, screw you, Kevin Durant. I hate you for going to Golden State. Wrapping things up today, um, as I was talking, I was thinking yesterday about great broadcasters and what they do for an organization and why this is an extremely important hire for the Thunder. Here's the one thing that the Thunder need to be looking for, and I think I gave you a list of things they need to be looking for yesterday. They need to look for a guy that can make you care about this organization, even if you're not a Thunder fan. If you're somebody living in Washington, D.C., or somebody living in Wyoming doesn't even have an NBA team, and you just happen to like the NBA and you buy the NBA package, the Thunder need to have a guy that can give you a window into Oklahoma City. And I try and do that every day. By the way, if you keep listening long enough, you may actually hear Thunder shake the house today because we have had some pretty good thunderstorms. But they need that guy that can not only tell a story but give you that behind-the-scenes insight to what the fans are thinking. And it's that's, that's such a rare few. The guy that sticks out, there's two guys that really stick out in my mind. Dave Garrett, whom I've had the pleasure of working with, and a guy by the name of Brad Sham, who called play-by-play for the Dallas Cowboys. I hated the Dallas Cowboys when I grew up. Just could not stand them. And I lived in the DFW area growing up, but couldn't stand the Cowboys and their good guy image. I was sick one day, it was a Sunday, and my mom took me to urgent care. And urgent care was probably about 40, half an hour to 45 minutes away from our house. So as I'm lying in the back of her St. Regis, and I can't even remember who made that car, I think it was a Chrysler, um, old Chrysler sedan. I just, all we had was an AM radio, she put it on KRLD, and I was listening to the Cowboys play the Giants, and the Giants are just hammering away at the Cowboys. And instead of gleefully being happy that the Cowboys are losing, I am becoming intrigued by what Brad Sham is saying and how he's describing the game and what's going on. And he's giving me insight as to what the Cowboys are going through. He made me care. I wanted to listen to every Cowboy game after that, and I still want to listen to every Cowboy game because I think it's it's the best broadcast in the business play-by-play. And David Garrett continued that tradition. That is the mark of a really, really good play-by-play guy. And and I, one, those guys are few and far between. I think it's very easy to, to hear a guy like Brad Sham and then hear another guy and go, well, he's no Brad Sham. Look, it's not an easy job to do. It's That's a very, very tough job to do for several different reasons. But if the Thunder can find that guy and keep him here forever... Who knows how many Thunder fans you might gain that aren't even a part of this, aren't even a part of this city. But yeah, when I think about the Dallas Cowboys, to me, Brad Sham, just as synonymous, if not more, than Roger Staubach, Troy Aikman, Emmitt Smith, Tony Romo, Dak Prescott. To me, Brad Sham is the Dallas Cowboys, just as Harry Carey was the Chicago Cubs. 
That wraps up our podcast for today. Thank you so much for joining us. I am Eric G. As always, we will be back tomorrow, and we'll talk a little bit more about uh, some of the free agents we might covet here in Oklahoma City. But until then, everybody love everybody. ELE and peace, love, and thunder. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 